Chris Raby Show on Scoops with DannyMac.com. It is the Monday, March 8th, 2021 edition of the program, and we're hanging out with Jack Flaherty today. Jumped on a Zoom with Jack last night uh, for about an hour and a half or so while we were hanging out watching the NBA All-Star Game, the dunk contest, and just talking about all sorts of stuff. So Jack Flaherty is going to be with me in just a moment. Always enjoy having him on the program. Part one of our long talk, deep dive. We do a bunch of different drafts we talk uh, all sorts of stuff think you'll really really enjoy it that comes your way in just a moment do not forget subscribe to the chris raby show by subscribing to the scoops with danny mac podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts just hit subscribe leave a review send me a screenshot you can always get me on twitter at c-h-r-a-b-e c-h-r-a-b-e give me a follow and interact with the show interact with us as we bring you the latest from the cardinals and more as we head towards Spring training. So let's get to it again. A deep dive with our guy, Jack Flaherty, part one of two. Uh, we begin watching the dunk contest last night at halftime of the NBA All-Star Game. And that's right now on the Chris Ramey Show on Scoops with DannyMac.com. What up? What up? What, what did he just do? Is that they, like the kiss the rim? Bro, all he did was show I could jump. That's it. He did two of his three dunks. Look how high I could jump. Was that supposed to be like that? The, was the second worst the Dr. dunk. Dr. J? Of the night. No, he just wanted to be like, oh, I could kiss the rim. Like I could jump this high. Here it is. No, that's he he didn't even dunk it. It's impressive that he can jump that high, but for a dunk, I'm like, Cassius could have done that with ease. Yeah, he won on, on that dunk. That's embarrassing. Be better, judges. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. We always but like Cassius to start, Jack, with a hot take. Cassius got gypped on his first dunk. It was arguably the best dunk of the night. Him and Obi, oh, the no first doubt. two dunks were the two best of the night. What we're talking about, though, right now is why a lot of guys don't, mess with the dunk contest right there's so much mm -hmm. pressure man like to come up with something and to come yeah. up with something that you know everybody likes and dude just won and we're killing him saying <laughs> saying it was weak i mean and and, and it would be yeah. terrible to be a judge too because you're not gonna like like you're gonna give a 10 every score right and it's usually like the guy that goes last wins no i'm not giving a 10 every score but i'm i'm not saying you would but the judges are I am if 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 I'm doing the slam dunk contest the way I'm changing it I like how they did the last round where I'm not grading like I can give a grade but I'm not it's not public until the round is done and I can go back and switch my score like okay this was a ten like okay yeah. maybe like I watch it right I watch Cash's first dunk like all right that's it like for me I'm like that's a ten right and then I watch Toppin's first dunk I'm like all right it was nice. It was creative, but I got to give Cassius the edge, so I'm going to give that one a nine. 
And then I watch Simon's dunk. I give that one an eight. And then like I go watch, and then like you could show, okay, first round, this is the scores of each judge. And then like, all right, second round, I'll watch Cassius's first dunk, be like, all right, that's the worst dunk I've seen. That's a seven. And then Toppin did. I don't know what he did, but it was like, okay, that's probably equivalent to the Simon's dunk. That's an eight. And then Simon's did something nice with the T Mac one. I'm like, all right, that's a nine. And like I like do it that way. And you're like, oh, this is the second round totals. And yeah, like, you know what I think would be an easier way? Like you take notes and then you rank them. Instead of giving them like a number, you rank them at the end of each round. Yeah, well, that's that was the issue with the dunk contest, whatever. Uh like when Levine and Aaron Gordon were going back and forth. And who yeah. was it last year? I forget who won. I can type that in. Well, whatever it was. But I know was Levine like, was like, I'm I'm done. Like it's a lose lose. Yeah, like, I'm not doing Zach it. Zach had year. Zach had a dunk. Well, the dude did a dunk and they gave it a 50. And then Zach did a dunk that was de- 10 times better than it. But you're like, well, we just gave that dude the 50. We can't go we physically can't go higher. And they gave him a 50. So it was like, okay, next dunk. And then it was like, next dunk. And it was like, all right. But you should have gone, all right, he did one, oh, Zach did one. It was Derek Jones, Derek yeah. Jones Jr. from Miami. It yeah. was like, he did one and then Zach did one. Like, well, Zach's dunk was better. Zach wins. Like, it was it, it just, yeah. He posted the highest score in any round in 2016 and the best overall score last year. I just, I looked this up on Wikipedia. Listen to this group from last year, Derek Jones, Aaron Gordon, Pat Connaughton and 2020 Dwight Howard, 2020 Dwight Howard. (laughs) It's impossible. Cause I mean, the guys that used to do it back in the day who were literally the best players and when we didn't see that type of stuff every night on Instagram and Twitter and social media, like stuff being shared like that, you know, there are like iconic dunks that no, no one can ever live up to that. At, at, at some point, like every dunk has been done, right? Like you can't like well, invent I, something. New. I think it would be dope if they went back to where they used to have like the wheel thing. And basically now it'd just be paying homage to dunks. Like, yo, you got to complete whatever dunk you That'd get. Be cool. you do that. What if like they put it up on the video board in, in the arena you saw what it was. You had two minutes to work it out, and then you had like three cracks at it. Yeah, I mean, we we just we just solved the dunk. You, you do the you do the circle thing. It's all like paying homage to different dunks throughout the years, and then they get to see it on the video board, and then you got to do it. At, at least they don't do the thing anymore where you get as many tries as you want. Was it Nate Robinson who had like thirty eight tries? Maybe for one dunk. I got to ask you something about this sure. game. Uh, you need to explain to me what James Harden's wearing. What's he wearing? What'd you well, mean? did you see him before the game? Like when he walked in like the red carpet and, and no, listen, I didn't see, I didn't see his all right. uh, type it in on Instagram or Twitter. You'll see it. And listen, I am not someone who will ever criticize the, James? you know, no, any athlete um, or anyone who has a stylist most likely and is, putting a lot of thought into what they're wearing when most of the people in the press box are wearing, you know, cargo shorts and sketchers. But I need you to explain to me what James Harden's wearing. It looks like a sleeve for an umbrella. Like when you walk into a restaurant that you put your umbrella in. <laughs> you got the poncho on. He got the poncho yeah, man, on. It looks, like, looks, like a, 
it's a clear poncho you get when you go to an amusement park and you got to put one on so you stay he's dry. He's going on Splash Mountain. He's wearing Splash Mountain. Nah, I mean, it, I I think like it looks dope. It'd be it'd be more something you might that he might that you might wear to to like Fashion Week where it's a little bit more out there, like. But I mean, look, I you you do what you do. Yeah, as man. Long as you rock it, you rock it. You know, maybe he's still playing his way into it, and maybe he just wants a little extra, a little extra Splash Mountain poncho on him. Ah, man, he's playing. He's he's balling. So <laughs> that's hey, all I know. Like, are super teams bad in the NBA? They're not bad, but when it when right now it's like a foregone conclusion that the Nets are going to make the finals, and now it's like the regular season. It's like, well, what am I watching the regular season? And they're going to get Blake Griffin to the finals. And I just want to watch Lakers Nets. And if I don't get Lakers Nets, I don't care. And if I do get Lakers Nets, I'm just like, what did I waste watching the rest of the season for? Because I just wanted to see those two teams. And maybe you want to see another team. Maybe you're maybe you're a Jazz fan, and it's not that the Jazz can't you know get there and 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 get to that point, or uh, you know the Sixers or uh, the Bucks. But you know those are if you would ask me the, the favorites. So, well, the bucks are kind of interesting because they've good. had the best, they've had the best record the last couple of years, but, but they struggle when they, they haven't got Yeah. I mean, I guess like, it just seems weird to me that you can trade like every draft pick you have for the next eight years, you know, like with no regard to any of that and just keep piling on picks until, well, you, until you make a trade. I mean, you think about what you're looking for in a pick, right? If you get a top, 15 pick you're typically and you trade that you're typically getting back what you're looking for like you make that trade as the as the nets to get james harden well those picks that you have you're hoping they become james harden so you're like all right why wouldn't i just make that deal to get the superstar oh no 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 i i I would oh a million times out of a million i'm saying like it's just kind of weird to me that you can like they're trading picks in like 2037, you know? Yeah. Like so far in advance. Well, yeah, I'm a bulls. I, I'm a bulls fan and they, they haven't been shitty enough to reap the benefit of being shitty, but they yeah. haven't been good enough. And I'll say, man, like Levine, I will admit that I did not give him enough credit. And I think it says a lot about the Minnesota organization he was a part of and the last bulls coach, because he is just, it's unbelievable, man. When when you yeah. when when you switch up the system to watch all the things he can do that maybe he wasn't allowed to do earlier or they didn't ask him to do, and the way he can guard too, man. It's just I, I will admit guy. I will admit I was totally wrong. I was totally wrong about him. I thought he was one dimensional. Well, he's a two way guy. He came into the league as an elite athlete, and that was kind of what he was. Much in the same way Cassius is, it was just like this is an elite elite athlete, and. They're like, well, is he going to develop a jumper? Is he going to develop this, that? And he's done everything. I think he's 24, 25 years old. Like, he can do it all now. Like, but it's that developmental time. And, like, you have to give guys the ability to go through that. Not everybody comes in and it's LeBron James and is 20, 21 years old and just has it figured out. I mean, Steph is a two-time MVP, three-time champ. but he didn't, And he was a stud was he- in college. He was 22 when he got drafted, right? Yeah, it took, took a few years. It had to deal with some injuries and then figure it out. Is it weird to you in the NBA that sometimes that gets, like, held against guys? 
like Which Obi way? Toppin, like Obi Toppin, like oh, but he's he's twenty one or he's twenty two. Dude, the Bulls like drafted that's Pat- old. Yeah, like Patrick Williams is like barely eighteen years old. They're like Jaron Jackson a couple of years ago was seventeen when he was in college. Yeah. And the NBA just projects so much of how you're going to become who you are. You know, age 19, 20, 21. That it, it's crazy. It gets held against guys like um, like Fred Van Vliet, right? Yeah. Yeah, you never know. A lot of it is just opportunity. A lot of it is, you know, what opportunity can I get? What team am I with? You land with the right team like Zach Levine, land in the right system that lets you flourish and lets you play your game. And obviously, it takes a lot of work and effort. Like, you don't just get to that point just because. Like, it just doesn't happen. I didn't realize how close he is with uh, Jamal Crawford. And uh, the video that the Bulls put up about all the people in his life talking to him when he found out he made the All-Star team – we were texting, we did a draft of different decade guys. And then we were talking about different guys and sixth men. Jamal Crawford is one of the walking buckets in NBA oh, history. Coming off the bench and just getting buckets. Him, yeah. Lou Williams. Him, Lou Williams. Uh, Jamal Crawford, Lou Will. JR. JR, Nick Young. Swaggy. It's just walking guess, buckets but so, so are we are we well, saying bench guys or like anyone i mean i was going bench guys that are just okay that were walking what buckets a, i'm trying to think was was kevin martin like a sixth man for a while like was for a little bit and um he with was houston in he was in houston he was in minnesota maybe um but he was a walking bucket, but he averaged like 23 games. So I think he was and how many starting shots? for a decent amount. He was putting up 30 shots. Jamal yeah. Crawford was unbelievable. He was another guy who came in. He was like 18 years old. It took him a while to find his role. And he settled into like, he became one of the best six men probably in NBA history and a vet that everyone wanted on his, uh, on their team, you know? Yeah. Because of how long he'd been around. Cause what, a, what an influence he was on younger players. Oh, 100%. If you don't want him on your team, I don't know. JR, Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams. This is all buckets, this game. Yeah. So they start the scoring over? So they, it's a – we doing? It's a – you play each quarter to win, and if you win the okay. quarter, that team gets the – makes the donation to that HBCU that they're playing for. And so then when it comes fourth quarter, they'll add up the scores of the first three quarters. So Braun's team took a big lead in that second quarter when they – won it by like 15 so then come fourth quarter they'll take uh, so it's aggregate bronze team score and they'll add 24 and so tw- plus 24 off bronze is what the final number they have to get to all right so the third quarter just started as we are taping this uh who do you want for the third quarter you want lebron's team or durant's team and and what well and then uh whoever loses will make a small donation to uh the winners to a charity or something who do you want lebron or durant uh i'm i'm gonna take bron's team again i think they'll win all four quarters all right they'll probably be messing around this quarter but i'm still gonna take them and that donation will be prorated since you won your arbitration case. Uh-huh, um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it'll be a $20 donation for you, a $1 donation if I lose. Um, mm-hmm. One of the first times we talked uh, at, after the end of the year when you were selling the T-shirts, 
one of the things you and I talked about, I don't know if it was on the show, was about, you know, taking some time to, to figure out what is important to you and when you have time, Jack, how you want to give that time or, or what organizations or, or causes you want to be a part of. Have, have you had any time, again, no pun intended, to, to think about that? How, how, do you, how do you make decisions like that? You know, the great uh, organization in St. Louis, you raised proceeds through those T-shirts. Like, I'm sure everyone's... Yeah, it's ACL. You, know, you, you got plenty of opportunities to to do stuff. How, how do you... It doesn't even have to be charity. How do you figure I, that I, out? I, I don't... Well, and, and how do you learn you to say no to out, stuff? You figure out... There's different things you say yes. You get everything kind of thrown your way and you figure out, you know, what can I say yes to? Where can I put my time and energy? And, but by being, having everything thrown your way, you figure out what's important. You'll, you'll figure out what's important when you get all these things, when you lay them out in front of you and you look at them and you, and it's, it's, it's like the same thing as like looking at your priorities. You know, you put a lot of things in front of you and you're like, what's most important. And you put that thing on the top. Okay. What's next? Well, you put that thing underneath it. So same thing with us. It's like, well, what's most important? What means the most to me? Well, this, and then it's like, okay, well, this comes after that. And this, and this, and this, and you figure that out. And a lot of that is just, you know, it comes to charity. It's just on your morals and what kind of maybe hits you in here, hits you inside. Like what, what really gets you. So like, as you're thinking about today, aside from just going nuts, being on this podcast, just that being top priority, what are you writing down? What, what are you decompressing with? How are you evaluating the day or what pieces of the day are you, are you putting on paper? Um, I'm putting down what you see there. They're adding the score. They see they the total scores in the top right. Oh, I got you. Um, so you're writing down LeBron makes, Durant. You're writing down Chris's Chris's show. Mm-hmm. Nah, I just write down what I'm what, what right now. I'm just going over what makes me good, which is what's important. I mean, you gotta have your baselines for what makes you you as a person. And you always got to remember that as long as you stick, you know, if you can hold on to those things that make you good, it help you figure out everything else. So what's something that makes you good? Um, just retaining that, maintaining that confidence in myself, no matter what goes on, being able to stay within myself and know all I got to do is be me. I don't have to be anybody else. And if I can continue to do that, things are going to go fine. And, uh sometimes things aren't necessarily gonna go perfect or according to plan but how do you respond in those situations and and what can you do so did you happen to hear or see on social media the quote from max homa after he won the um whatever, i've heard uh, about the, it the i Genesis? don't i don't know the exact quote off the top of my head all right do you want to hear this real quick this is pretty yeah cool. You know, I just tell myself positive affirmations, uh, especially like, you know, when I wake up, when I'm nervous uh, on a certain tee shots, you know, um, where I feel like I might be getting antsy. I just say three things I'm grateful for. kind of calms me down. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going through a lot harder stuff than me standing up on 18. So um, you know, I'm grateful for that. As, for one of them, I got my wife here. I got my dog here. And again, I'm pretty grateful for my caddy, Joe, as well. How many times did you do that for that? This week, this week, probably six times a day, seven times a day. I just do it a lot. It's a good way to just stay happy. Um, you know, golf is my life, um, but I don't want it to consume me. Um, I want to win. I want to be the best 
player in the world at some point one day. I want to be the best me I can be, and, and all that kind of comes with being a happy dude. Uh, so I'm just trying to be a happy dude, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good it's, stuff. It's different for everybody. It's 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 completely different for everybody. Some guys will use you know positive words of affirmation. Some guys will use something different. But it's whatever works for you, for you as a as a human being to to get to that feeling and that mindset where you are in control of yourself. Well, let me see how my stuff's feeling. All right. So, Jack, how you uh, how do you feel out there on Friday? I did. did what are what, what are these? What is what are we what are we doing here, dude? See, is that's like my oh, that's man. like my mid spring training stuff right there. That's coming yeah. high and inside. Hey, uh, hey, uh, when you were towing the slab, how'd you feel out there, big boy? Oh man, this takes me back. It's sad. It reminds me of Weaver. <laughs> hey, you miss the media? Uh, People are kind of watching little, you guys through fences. It's kind of it's got to be kind of weird this spring, huh? The routine's different. The routine is different, um, but it's good. You get in, get your work, get out. A lot less, you know, standing around people in our business. Yeah. Hey Jack, can I help you carry those boxes to your car, Slugger? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it went. So you just try to get something out of me. <laughs> That's it. I'm I'm always looking for a scoop. I'm always looking for a quote. No, I ask you, dude. I ask you about I ask you about Tim Riggins and uh, uh, Max Homa. Not exactly the most hard hitting uh, hard hitting questions. Those are the tough ones. Those are the good questions. Shh. All right, I got some good ones. All right, yeah. If wait, you me, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me I, lock in I, for I, these good ones. Maybe I should. No, Maybe I'll, I should just continue to. No, just... no, no. I will. I want you to lock in, and that's why I was just going to say, how are you feeling to ask one baseball question? And does the does the point of where you guys are at, where the spring is at, feel different after how strange last season was and, and all the stuff that the team went through starting and stopping? I mean, it feels more normal. It feels good to be back here and know that we're going to play a season and know, like, we're playing. I think but, it's just a relief, man. Like fans, it's like thank God, like things seem, you know, fans like playing and yeah, and be able to play and just be around each other with a little bit like less of being tense and just being able to just like okay, we can be around each other and and, and like be here and be present and like hang out a yeah. little bit more as opposed to last year where it was like don't yeah. Come me. Well, and you don't have to you don't have to get on a plane every couple of days and go straight to your you know go to a hotel room in a different hotel or get on a bus, right? Like, there's some rhythm to spring training, and I'm sure now, yeah. like, you know, there's a lot less. I imagine yeah, there's red a lot tape less that, that comes with flying all over the country. Yeah, just hang out with each other. If I put you on the Lakers, how long do you think it takes you to get? acclimated to like let's say you're playing 20 minutes a game how much different is that would you be able to hang would i be able to hang playing 20 minutes a game Uh, like right now yeah let's say i gave you an off season right now i gave you an off season you we started this interview by you know you said you're the best athlete that you've ever seen if i took essentially if you take a, a professional athlete the top of their sport and give them an off season to train for another sport and drop them onto a really good team. 
what happens? Well, they're not playing 20 minutes a game. I can tell you that much. I'm not going to well, you, you, you get the what I'm saying. Basketball, like, the, like the basketball learning curve, become, right? Yeah. Well, it depends on position. I think basketball has become so skill-oriented. These guys have been doing it for so long and have developed so much skill that it would be hard to even get, like, remotely caught up because they have developed so much skill. They're, like – the the handle the shot like um it's being just like in second shape, nature it's being like in basketball yeah being in basketball shape wouldn't be difficult i mean that that would that'd be fine but in terms of like handling the ball and being able to keep up with these guys and the change of direction that goes on so easily all of that and obviously having been away from the game and not played at that like the pace of the game is different. The level of like skill of everybody else that you have to judge is different. So that is in football as well. Like you drop somebody in the football, like I know that, and it's, and it's different. Like Bron played football and I know everybody wants to say, you know, he would have gone in and he would have been one of the best tight ends of all time. And like, yeah, he's a crazy athlete. It's a little bit like, taking shots at some of the other best tight ends of all time. Like to just assume that he would have been like Travis Kelsey right now. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure because Kelsey's got a chance to go down and is argue is potentially one of the best tight ends. He's definitely one of the best tight ends of all time. Like as it goes, but it's harder to just say that now. Okay. You put somebody in there on the Lakers, like the Lakers are still going to be great depending on who you take off. As long as Anthony Davis and Braun are both healthy, like they're going to be in a good spot. Although I think we saw that tested a little bit last year. Right. And, and I think that we're seeing, especially with the way the game is now that you like, you have Braun and, and AD, but, they had some big time role players, man. You know, and they've got some 100%. big time role players this year. Hundred like, percent. You, you can't have just roll out the ball players. with those two guys. No, you have to have the role players like they do. I mean, Javale and Dwight freaking came in and did handled their role, did their job, did exactly what they're supposed to do, and like they absolutely did what they needed to do. KCP did his thing. They lose Avery. You know, Avery Bradley doesn't come in. KCP. Does his job, Alex Caruso, Kuz uh, when he needed to. Yeah. Like, obviously was dominated by Braun and AD, but, you know, even Rondo when, when he was out there. And then, you know, you get the addition of Dennis Schroeder this oh, year. Who's Rondo? Huge in the Schroeder. bubble with no Bradley. They yeah. lost maybe their best outside of I mean, of you LeBron. add JR and you just become a winning team. Like, it's – My man wasn't getting enough was touches – no, he wasn't getting he was enough there, drops, but he was there. He's a two time champ. See, there is there is something about being one of the guys on the short list that LeBron is like, we need to bring him in. Like they brought him in He's for a, two- a reason in Cleveland. They brought him in. Like, everyone loves well, J.R. Smith. They man. brought him in. For I could be in L.A. I could be a glue guy in any sport. I could be a clubhouse guy. I would do the music. I'd keep it light. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe. Well, we, yeah, yeah, it takes a lot to be the, the glue guy. Okay, who's the best? If you were taking a guy from another sport 
or even from outside of sports. And I said, you need to add a glue guy to the Cardinals, just a character guy. He's not going to play, but every team in baseball is going to add one. And it's going to be a part of how your team does. So let's, let's say outside of sports, you, you got to throw someone in the mix for a full season. They're going to be around you every day. Not in sports. Not, a, not, an not in sports. And they're going to be on the plane. They're going to be at dinners. They're going to be in the dugout when it's going well. They're going to be in the dugout when it's not going well. You've got the number one glue guy pick in the, uh, in the glue in guy the draft. The number one glue guy pick in the world. This is a this is one of the more weird, interesting questions you've asked. Raby's off the board, so you can't take me. I I tell you who's not in making that list is is Claves. Claves <laughs> is not making that list. I'm taking hey, shots hey, right man. there, man. Let me let me tell you something. Let me let, let me tell let me tell you something. Um, wow, one glue guy. Sound like you need somebody to keep it light. Absolutely. But it also is going to hold you accountable and is going to be like, it's going to check. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's like got to be a stand-up comedian. I I know my answer, and it's... Ow. It's what? Is it, is it a really good one? Are you like... Well, there's a couple, like... What's your answer? I, I think I came up with one. Man, now I've got two that are both so good. Let me hear them. Will Smith. Yeah. And the second one, but this might be tough because it might be a little too intimidating. But if you throw Obama in the mix, come on, man. If Barack Obama's your glue guy, can you can you talk about a pregame speech? Like I was thinking Will Smith. I was also thinking Denzel. Denzel is a great one. Like you put Denzel in a locker room. I mean, you've seen it. You've seen the movie like my man locker room. And when he got to come up and hold you, kind of, I mean, like different guys, he's got the different, he could come up, get in your face. We're going, I, I mean, but we'll hang on. You were too. just, hang on. You were just, you were on the verge of breaking into some Denzel there. Give me nah, some. I don't have any, Den- I, I, I ain't going to do that. Like that's for the, the pros. That's for the Jay Pharaohs of the world. He's unbelievable. Uh, he might be okay. a new guy just because he's going to pull out every different character he probably could. I was going to say Denzel, like things are going well before the game. You know, he gives you um, he gives you the remember the Titans speech. Then things yep. aren't going well. He turns into training day, you know, out on the mound when you're getting getting the yank. Yeah. yeah Jay Farrow, he could go from, you know, and then he could give you the whole Jay. Imp- okay, so, no impressionists. Yeah. Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert, is one of the great sponsors of the program and scoops with DannyMac.com. And right now is a perfect time to learn about a home loan refinance. You hear the word all the time, but maybe you don't even know what you're doing. Essentially, you're redoing your loan. So in terms of your first mortgage, you're retooling your loan. The home loan expert is paying off your current loan and giving you a brand new loan. You can decide the term. 30 years, you can go shorter. Give them a call. Look at your current mortgage and ask the home loan expert, Ryan Kelly, if they can do anything to improve your situation. It all depends on your goal and they will work with you. But everyone with a mortgage loan can benefit from calling Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert today for a free mortgage analysis. Go to the home loan expert.com, the home loan expert 
Com. Learn about not just the incredible loan offers that they have, but also the incredible customer service, their customer-first approach that separates them from anyone else you could get a mortgage through. Ryan Kelly is the Home Loan Expert online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Schnooks Rewards, one more reason to love Schnooks. Get the app that gets you Schnooks Rewards. The Schnooks Rewards app allows you to earn points every time you shop for money off your next purchase. But there's so much more in the app to simplify shopping. For instance, you can get exclusive digital savings, including over 100 new digital coupons every week. The shopping list helps keep you organized, add items on the go, plus you can share it. Recipes in the app make meal planning easy. Search for recipes by ingredients and add them to your shopping list. Go to schnooks.com and check out more about the app that gets you Schnooks Rewards, the Schnooks Rewards app. Download it on the App Store or Google Play. The Schnooks Rewards app rewards you for shopping at Schnooks. You know, who would be the worst glue guy? Maybe like Kanye? (laughs) There's not a lot of glue holding that together, man. No, he's throwing shade out here. Right, he's throwing heavy shade. shade. I mean, what what do you want to call it? I might be the biggest Kanye fan that you'll find. Um, and you just threw heavy shade of he ain't holding it. <laughs> well, come on, man. Uh, listen, listen, my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy ain't coming through that door. OK. It's who not the else? same. Like, I'm trying to think of other actors and who's just someone that everyone just loves. I mean, everybody loves Will Ferrell, but I just can't get Will Ferrell into it. By the way, I won't. Nah, that'd be too forced. See, the pressure would be on for him to be funny all the time. Kind of like yeah. the dunk contest. Same with like, I think like any stand-up comedian, like Jerry Seinfeld, like, well, that's the deal with glue guys. You just want him to do his, his comedy bit the whole time. No way. Will Smith and Denzel are two of the rangiest. They're two of the toolsiest actors that we have. They can go in their bag and, and come up with any performance. So I like that. I'm truly trying to think of this. Like, this is a hard question for me. Like, I wish I would pull up just, like, most love people. Or, like, I don't even know. Don't say Drake. No, see, when you said worst, he was one of the first ones that came to my mind. Yeah, like that, uh, do you see the Super Bowl commercial, the State Farm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Drake would be as a glue guy. He'd be trying to steal Jack Flaherty's shine on the day Jack Flaherty was starting. He would he would uh, walking absolutely. around thinking he was starting that day. He would talk to me and he'd get dropped. Like he just try to have a conversation and be like, "We not not nah, like not happening." Worst glue guy might be Ari Gold, <laughs> but he might Anyone be from such might be such a bad glue guy of getting everybody to hate him that you come together. I think you could make a case for pretty much every cast member in Entourage as being the worst glue guy if you drop them individually into any situation. Yes. He he would he would just Actually you know, he'd be, be alright. Turtle would be a great glue guy. But he's a great glue guy in that specific crew because he has a very you know who specific would be a great, role. You know who would be a great glue guy? You know who would be a great glue guy? Snoop. That's a good one. A handful of things is he'd be very chill and keep it loose. Wait, how many things do you think? One, two, three, and to the four. But then, <laughs> but then if you start screwing up, he'd be like, 
he's a, good enough. He'd be like, I'm gonna take your spot. Like I'm or or he'd snap you, into like father mode, right? Like dad mode. Yeah. What's he always say? He always he's got he like always a, calls everybody something. Oh, nephew? Yes. Nephew. Every, everybody Uncle Snoop. Nephew. Everybody be nephew. Hanging in the club with my nephew. And it, exactly, exactly how it would go. Snoop would be a great glue guy. I mean, Tim Riggins is your glue guy, but not not that actor. I need the character Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Billy, it's yep. a no-brainer. You know? <laughs> High school kid drinking a Tim beer Riggins. in his truck on the way to school. Tim Riggins is... 100%. And he's also a glue guy because he was in that high school for like 15 years. Yeah, yeah. He never left. Yeah, that's my glue guy, Tim Riggins. Never left. Great, great glue guy. Never leaves school. Always there. Has your back. You'll go to war with Riggins. Okay. I go to war with Tim Riggins. I think stand-up comedy might be like one of the hardest things on earth that someone can can pull off. I don't know how people do it. And you think you have like you you think you have thirty minutes of material, and you and I probably would have like forty-five seconds worth of stuff. I just have to get on a topic. I would rather do that than sing. I would rather just get up there and talk for 30 minutes. Like, how much time do I have? What else can I talk about today? Okay. So if I give you at me, so if I give you a topic right now, you think you can riff on it for like a minute and be funny. I told you I'm not funny. Okay. You think you can riff on it for a minute? Well, maybe. Okay. The topic is how at the start of the pandemic, you couldn't find like toilet paper or those Clorox wipes anywhere. Whoa, whoa, and now, why, what were people doing? Why was it such a big deal? Why? Why was it? Oh, you know, we're at the start of a pandemic, so everybody get everything you could possibly need, get everything you possibly could think of. We, we need to take, and then you have the stupid people who bought like racks and racks and racks of, uh, not even toilet paper, which could, which is usable, but paper towels. Why? Why are you? Why do you? You just see somebody with like stacks and stacks and stacks of paper towels. What you going? What you gonna do with it? What yeah, you have you ever been in the situation where you're like, "Oh my god, I have no paper towels." I have no paper towels. I have a freaking towel I can use though, if I really need it, and I have to dry something, and I gotta clean the towel. But I don't need that much. I don't need that much hand sanitizer. How much hand sanitizer could you possibly go through? Wipes. All right, I get it. Cool. You need all the all the wipes, but like. The people that had that much, and even the toilet paper, you need that. You needed that much toilet paper. You had to fill a truck, and then you tried to resell it. What kind of an a hole do you have to be to try to go resell toilet paper? What what kind of an a hole do you have that you need that much toilet paper? Everything. What what were people eating early pandemic, or or what were they expecting to eat that they thought their toilet paper intake was going to be? Increasing by five, six, seven times. Their cooking must suck because you couldn't go anywhere to eat. Can you cook? Give me like your three staples. Like the three things that you can't mess up. Eggs? No, you can mess up eggs, man. You said me. People can mess up eggs. You mean in general? You can mess okay, up are anything. You, no, are you, you going can mess scram- up anything. There is nothing you cannot mess up. Like people in general or me specifically? Anybody in general. There's okay. So when you're making eggs, if I was to what kind of eggs any you make type of if I was to take any type of food and say and you're saying, Oh, give me something that somebody can't mess up, I would say there's nothing. 
You can absolutely mess up. That's a good question. Um, You can mess up a salad. You can mess up cereal. You can mess up ice cream because you- How do you mess up cereal? What's what's your what's your milk to your milk to to cereal ratio? Okay, but I don't eat cereal. Have you heard of these maniacs? But that yeah, I was gonna say. Then you get the psychopath who who go milk milk first. first. Ah, can't trust anybody who does that. Okay, hang on. Trust him. What's worse? Run, run. A milk a milk firster, or do you know there are people that when they're putting their shoes and socks on, they go sock shoe, sock shoe. No. Think about that for a second. I don't do that. That's all I know. I, I mean, that's 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 serial killer on. behavior. Could and you ever shoe goes on? I can't. And then I can't imagine. Goes on. But can you imagine putting a shoe on and your other foot is bare? No. Milk first, sock shoe. Milk first in the cereal is is. That's the line right there. That's the line that if you cross that line, I'm out. Like we are friends. Can't trust you. We are no longer, uh, like you. If you are a family member, we are no longer related. Okay, so um, you're telling me that maybe like down the road, maybe there's like an opportunity, like a business opportunity, and you know you're meeting with someone or you're meeting with a potential investor or something or someone that you might work with. I need a All very of a sudden, valid excuse. I need an explanation. I need it. I need a PowerPoint presentation as to why you think that is the right way to do it. I'm putting a little cart in the corner of the room and there's just a box of cereal, a bowl and a little jug of milk. And I'm like, why don't you make yourself a bowl? And I just want to watch how they do it. And if they touch that damn milk first, they're gone. Get out of here. If I, you're fired. I'm not going to say you're, you're not hired. I'm not going to say if, but when I get into that position of, having to hire someone or if I was a scout and I went to go to go, you know, the MLB, they do, they do the scout meetings. That's the first thing. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal. And if you touch the milk first, I'm out. You're no longer being drafted by us. You're gone. And if, and if, and if 10 years from now you become the best player in the game and, and, and I lose my job because of that, I can hold my head up high. Why'd you, why didn't you – you didn't want to draft this guy 1-1. One, one. He was the consensus number one overall player. Just touch the milk first. Touch the box first. Pick touch the, the box first. first. Wasn't it? This cow, this cow crazy lunatic is going milk first. Whether you're a scout or you're interviewing someone to work for you, three questions are all you're allowed to ask. Tell me the three questions that you're asking them. If I'm a scout or interviewing It, it doesn't somebody. matter. Let's say scout – interviewing someone, a serious significant other before you decide if if you're going to pop. Like in life, any decision that you're going to make that involves another person for the rest of your life, you can only ask them three questions. Okay, I have one question. I'm going to think of... um... Well, the the cereal will stand alone. So you get three additional questions. That would be one of them. Okay. The cereal is more of a... um, It's more of a test than anything else. Okay, one of them would be, one of them would be, uh, you find yourself in jail, you get one phone call to make, who are you calling? That's that's my fir- that's my first question. Who are you calling? And you, do you, so do you have in your mind a correct answer for that, or you just do you want to hear their answer? I just want to hear their answer. Okay. Because it'll t- it'll it will tell me that 
who they're like who they're calling because it it may tell you how much trouble they got in. So or because if I if I don't say in. yes, or they have their homeboy that they've already been to jail and like nobody knows about it. Or if they say like my bail bondsman or my parole officer, or if they say Tim Riggins, that's great. He's gonna come pick you up. Like Denzel. Or if they um, say um why, my, what's he, what my I don't know what Denzel would do. I don't know, yeah. Or I'd say, yeah, my mother. I don't know. <laughs> My lawyer? I, my, my first instinct would not be to call my mother because I know for a fact my mother would leave me there. She has said She'd that. be ticked She's, off. Mama Flair would be ticked off. Be like, what the heck did you do? So, yeah, you'd have but. to envision yourself in jail in that situation. Okay, so you've got the jail question. You've got two more questions. Interviewing um, people for life. This could be your future wife this could be a business partner you same three questions to everyone ready because i got asked this question the other day start bench cut kobe braun mj that's a question that's a question that's a question i know your answer that's a question that is a question that i will ask in an interview because there well, and I know only, what you I know what you believe the right answer is. Exactly. Now you now it doesn't. I just I, I in it. But see, if you have the balls wow. to say to me that answer, I'll respect it. What do you think the most popular combo would be? Who's getting cut the most? What Le- age, LeBron? What age range are we asking? Are you asking? Am point. I asking the question? Because you know those are three players who's fan bases are so fiercely protective of their place in 100%. history yeah that's a great question it's kind of like and uh if, and if i am and f if mary I'm, kill and if I, right right and if i am interviewing a female i'm going to need to know an answer like i need an if answer she says me. well if lebron's says, the oscar robertson of our generation you're like put the damn milk down and get out of the room yeah and if you and if you say who this is just not gonna work Listen, sweetheart, I'm not even going to need to see you to see your work with the cereal. I'm, I'm not even yeah. going to need to see that. My my mind is made up. All right. That's a good one. You've got uh, you've got one more question. Who wins in a fight, Batman or Superman? Ooh, we're talking hand to hand combat only or everything's on the a, table. I, I asked the question, who wins in a fight, Batman or Superman? Well, the Joker and Lex Luthor win. <laughs> That's an answer I can respect. Actually, that would have been another good good question. Who is the best character in the movie The Dark Knight? And if the answer is anything other than say Batman, like you can just there's the door. Watch the movie. So Batman or yes. Superman. Yeah. That these are I actually just came up with great questions because that's that's pretty good. And um as your as your advisor i will take a cut of any future business success that comes out of whoever you end up hiring the milk thing is terrifying i think sock shoe sock shoe is is even more offensive i can't in any situation imagine any explanation for sock shoe sock shoe yeah Yeah. trying to think if there's any other weird quirks like that i guess like what's your answer to the question to the fight yeah. I think the bad guys win. Jeez. What's your answer? Oh, 
if I had to pick one, it would def- it would be Batman because I think he's more adept at. He's, See, you're out. He's, he's got he's got to fight dirty. He's got to fight you're dirty. Out. He you're knows out. how to fight you dirty. So give me your state your case. Suit man, I don't have to state a case. I asked the question. What's he gonna do? Fly around and comb his hair like a 1960s no, greaser? It's the Godzilla versus Kong thing. Like the Godzilla, second he just uses that, like what? They're gonna make it seem like it just doesn't do anything. Like that's going straight through Batman's armor. Like it's a wrap. All right, listen up, DC Comics. I'm sorry that I'm not uh, knee deep in Godzilla and King Kong. I mean, I just I don't understand the premise of the movie because I watched that and I'm just like, well, I I think that goes right through Kong and I think that's a wrap. But they're gonna make you it know, where it's not. You know, that's fair because I think once we were talking something about that and I said that if I could choose to be any superhero i'd choose iron man and your point was he's not a superhero it's the suit that's makes him super right it's the it's the question well what are you if you're not iron man iron man well i'm a billionaire billionaire playboy philanthropist something else Pod, podcast host wait what question are oh, you what asking? am i asking you gotta introduce someone how often do you spontaneously facetime people without giving them a heads up. Second would be, do you prefer to drink a beverage uh, out of a, an ice cold can or an ice cold bottle? Like a glass bottle of Coke or a can of Coke? No, like a, if you're having, or even like a LaCroix or a Coke, would you, ra- no, I'm talking like the, the plastic 20 ounce bottle. Oh God, no! I was thinking of the glass bottle. Thank you. Glass bottle is glass bottle's pretty That's bougie. Le- but I'm saying, plastic. Anyone like that goes plastic twenty, anyone that goes plastic twenty ounce bottle over ice cold can, get out of. You're done. Yeah. You're done before it even started. And final question is: rank the three in order of how good they are: breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, that's actually a great question. Uh, breakfast, dinner, lunch. I mean, breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. Oh, you're one of those people, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Another question. You're really a, be, you're a breakfast yeah, truth. Breakfast. That's a good one, though. Rank, rank breakfast, lunch, dinner. Tomorrow, part two of our visit with Jack Flaherty. Plenty more to come, so make sure that you come back and check that out tomorrow on the Chris Raby Show on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. A big thanks to Jack. We'll have more on tomorrow's show. Until then, this has been another edition of the Chris Raby Show on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. Be nice to each other, and as always, peace! Peace!